send that and hey okay hey folks we're live here on facebook uh i did a mic check earlier and then when we went live it stopped so there was that couple extra seconds of silence but we're here welcome to those listening in podcast land and also those listening in youtube rich you're here i'm here and there's this bald guy over there that looks a lot like me it's my dad rich you say hi and then after he's done dad you say hi hey hello both both uh to both of the hearts out there in esterville so um it's been a nice day up in um down in the quad cities for me we had a little bit of an internet issue on thursday uh because mediacom damaged my fiber line but <laughs> we're back up and running <laughs> That's why you pay a premium, isn't it? So that they can damage it for you. No, he he's I, on Metronet, and we're oh. on the Met. We're I'm on Metronet now, and they damaged our line when they were when MediaCom was laying some new lines. So I guess them wrapping a fiber line in, a, in electrical tape didn't solve the problem. <laughs> so, uh, Dad, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Okay, so we are live, uh, and Rich, let's get. We got a. Big show for you. A lot of stuff to talk about. New ranking system that we're kind of going. We're going to kind of explain a little bit this week, and then Dad's going to. Dad is actually going to take the reins on uh, explaining some of that, but he's also going to explain. Uh, he's going to give us the, their rankings based or versus what Rich and my's ranking are. Uh, we okay. have that. Plus, we have the NASCAR corner. Rich, what else do we have today? You know, we got to talk the uh, Cubs baseball. For do we have to? We do. There's okay. only two more weeks left of it, though. Thank and then we can maybe just focus on the Chiefs. Wait till next playing. year. It's already past that point. Oh, yeah, I know. Wait, wait, it's been wait wait till next year since about July 31st. July yeah, 30th. exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we still got two more weeks to, to do a Cubs week in review, and then we can just talk about teams that are playing good baseball because they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And then we'll be kind of be hitting up uh, the NFL, giving you a recap of what happened with our predictions from last week and giving you some get, some predictions for week three, Mike. So, Mike, what time is it? Send a roll the intro! Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Stick the Podcast with your host, Mike. And Rich. And we're back. So, uh, let me get the camera so we're back. Hey, so we're back. Uh, okay. Uh, first things first, the poll question of the week. I think this is one of the bigger ones in this one. So, Dad, our poll question this week, uh, we're doing a tailgate food uh, special here. Uh, and this week's poll question was, for tailgating, do you like burgers or Polish sausages? Dad, what's your answer to that one? Polish sausage. They kind of bite back a little bit at you. Yeah. Rich, what were your thoughts? Um, I went with burgers. Okay. Uh, I, too, voted for burgers. Ed did, as did, well, if we include Dad's vote, it is actually a dead heat. But because he doesn't have Facebook, he doesn't get a vote on the poll. Burgers win six to five over Polish sausages. Move on to the next round of our tailgate special. So, especially the burgers that I have right. in my freezer right so, now. Mm -mm. Hanson beef. Mm -mm. Yeah, Ooh. we we got a lot. We, okay. we got a quarter cow, and I have a lot of hamburgers up there that are ready to go. So. All right. So, this week. We're going to put three things and wrap up the grilled category, Mike. Okay. And we're going to go bratwurst, hot dogs, and I'm going to move chicken from more of the smoked category over to... We're going to move that over to the grilled instead. I agree with that. That's a good so, call. So it'll be a three... A th yeah, three, route, three, three choices. You can only choose one. Bratwurst, hot dogs, or chicken. Next, you'll have to tell me what you want on that one, Dad. Don't tell me now. Tell me that, Tell me after the show, and I'll I'll put your vote in. Kind of. All right. Okay. You, so we, we he can cast his vote under under your mom Sue Hart. She does the Facebook. Yeah, but she she has her own opinions. Okay, I see. So, with that being done, let's head to the diamond and talk Cubs baseball. I suppose they went 
one and four from show to show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One win. I'm pretty sure that's what I said they were going to do, too. Yeah, I, I think you did. So um, Rough doubleheader lost as they got blown out really bad. Yeah, it's your brother's fault, really by bad. the way. That's right, because he went to the game on Friday. He went, he went to, to both game games. One. I thought he went no, to... No, he went to... Nope, they only had tickets to one. It was a split doubleheader because there was a much... There was a gap in time between when the... When yeah. uh, game one ended and game two started. So... I charge people twice. So he decided that he was going to go to the Cubby Bear. Is that where he ended up going? I think it was the Cubby Bear. Yeah. Yeah. He went to Cubby Bear for food beforehand. And Rich, where are you supposed to go every time? El Burro Mexicano. Yeah. You got to go to, it's a little Mexican joint that's literally right next to the L. And it's right off at Wrigley and their, their food is delicious. Like. I think they are the best tacos I've had at a Mexican joint. I thought you, we always got the burritos. Yeah, you, you can get burritos. You can get tacos. They have lengua. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. What is I mean, it? He, Go ahead. Yeah, he, he was at the game. It was an unexpected visit. It wasn't a planned visit. Um, he got a last-minute call um, from Grandpa Frank to see if he'd want to go to the game with him for his birthday. Yeah. So. Oh. Nice. And grandpa needed to ride. And grandpa needed to ride to the game. So. And and we all know, a bad day at the baseball park is better than a good day anywhere else, right? Even if the That's Cubs right. are getting obliterated. Even if the Cubs are taking a loss to your Cardinals. But yeah. So Rich, you have some uh, some information on here you wanted to talk about. Yeah, but for the Cubs this week, let, let's see how oh, yeah, many yeah. games that they, they could win this how week. How many games they're going to lose this week? Yeah, all right. So they got to finish up the weekend with the Cardinals. That'll be the last two home games of the year. And then they hit the road to finish out the year playing three in Pittsburgh and one with the at, at St. Louis before we go on air again next week. So, Thankfully, we're playing Pittsburgh. So six games. We're playing Pittsburgh. Um, I think we can win two of those games. Wow. It's Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's the Cubs. It's Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh's way worse than the Cubs. I thought the Cubs were a triple-A team now. And basically, but the... It feels like it, that. It feels like it. But isn't Pittsburgh like a high school team? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with two. Rich, what's your prediction? Uh, I think I got to go with two as well. Dad, do you want to weigh in? I don't think they're going to win two at Pittsburgh. Okay. So you do you think they're going to win any? I think they'll get one. Okay. So Dad's on the hook for one. You and I, Rich, okay. take the two. And then uh, you want to give us your link? And... Yeah. So a weird thing kind of happened in the Blue Jays-Rays uh, game. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer was coming in to try and score. Score from third base. He slides into the base, gets tagged out, but notices something falls out from the Blue Jays catcher's wristband. Oh. And he picks it up. And it was a data card, which is kind of like the Blue Jays game plan on how to pitch to the Rays. So he picks it up. He stays there for a little while, picks it up, goes back to the dugout. He claims he did not look at it, did not try to see what was on the card. He handed it to their to their like positioning or like the coach in charge of like data analytics inside the inside the dugout. Okay. So I guess Rays manager Charlie Montoyo uh, sent the bat boy over to the Rays dugout to ask for it back, and they declined to give it back. Well, I mean. It's it's always nice to have what somebody else has for a uh, scouting report on you. I, I would agree. I mean, I don't think Kiermaier did anything wrong picking it up. He didn't. Maybe he knew what it was when it was laying on the ground. Maybe he didn't. Um, but, I mean, he said, you know, I'm not going to look at the thing, but at the same time, I'm not going to go and give it back either. <laughs> yeah. Why not look at the thing? Well, I mean, he gave it to the analytics guys, so they're going to look at it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's all good. 
there, it, it's a baby. Yep, you guys Babies cry. Rich, it's you and good. Dad talk while I and I'll be right back. Okay. I don't. I don't think looking at it is any worse, anywhere in in, in the same universe as the uh, Astro stealing the signs. You know, with the camera and the garbage cans and all that business a couple years ago. Hmm. Okay, and that, that's fair. I mean, I, I like Kiermaier's response to it as far as, I mean, because I mean, all they do, I mean, the Rays being a very analytical-based organization, I'm sure every player has some sort of card in, the back po- in their back pocket for defensive positioning and everything, so he could have easily thought that, hey, maybe this was my card. And he picked it up so the Jays couldn't get it. But, I mean, I don't, and I think he paid for it the next game as he got plunked, and rightfully so. Yeah. And you got to pay for that if you're going to take some sort of action to that. It's good to hear they're still playing baseball, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you guys finish up that segment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oops, I accidentally closed the wrong thing. So, right, Mike, so that means we got some things coming up coming up ahead. What what's that? What's coming up ahead? Is it a left turn, Rich? It probably is. Joe, what's coming up after that? Uh, another left turn. Another left turn. Because we're <laughs> heading into go. the NASCAR quarter presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your memorabilia, your sports memorabilia needs at in person or online at their eBay store. Once again, that's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay, fantasy NASCAR shout out. This week's shout out doesn't go to me because I did a. I forgot to get my stuff in before the race so but i still beat you rich you did i had a bad bristol uh tony tony uh took first place for the first time i think in the year uh solomon at least in the playoffs solomon took second i took third and rich you had a bad night last week yeah some of my guys that are that were in the lineup uh had some cut tires i had kyle bush in this in my starting lineup and he got a cut tire on one of the last couple laps and i think chase elliott had a had a rough couple lap last couple of laps too he well, fell down on the standings the tough tough thing about predicting anything about bristol is it's just bumper cars and just randomly people can get knocked out yep speaking of knocked out it was a playoff elimination week. So, this week's eliminations, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, Eric Almarola, and Michael McDowell. Rich, how did our drivers do? Well, it, with the going into Vegas, currently our preseason pick and our pre-postseason race predictions uh, my pick of Martin Truex Jr. is currently second in the standings. Mike, your pick of Kevin Harvick is 12th in the standings to Ouch. where if the going without the results of the next three races in Vegas, Talladega, and the Charlotte Roval, he would be below the cut line to make it to the next round. Yeah, he needs a win. He's got to get a win, yeah. All right. Uh, and the, as far as playoff standings in the fantasy NASCAR playoffs, um, with with uh, that with my bad performance at Bristol, I actually dropped the second place in the playoffs. Wow! Yeah. As Solomon is leading the charge in the playoffs with six sixty, I have six thirty two in second place. Mike, you're in third place with six hundred, and Tony is bringing up the rear with four hundred and seventy four. Yeah, that's all right. But overall, Rich, you are in the lead with five thousand three hundred and sixty seven points. Solomon's in second at 5,029 points. Tony's in third with 857 points. And I'm bringing up the rear with 4,471 points. Kind of doing terribly overall, but my playoffs don't look terrible. So we got that going for me. Um, All right. So if you're playing fantasy NASCAR with us, Make sure to make your picks, put your bonus picks in, but also make sure to watch your uses as you only get to pick any any driver, playoff or non-playoff, five times over 
over the course of the playoffs. Yep. So, for a recap last week, your winner was Kyle Larson. Rich's pick of Joey Logano came in in 11th. My pick of Kevin Harvick came in 2nd. Bubba Wallace came in 16th. And Daniel Suarez came in 22nd. That gives me two points for the playoffs. Rich, you still lead 5-2 to two in the playoffs and 20-15 to 15 overall. This week's race, we are at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the South Point Casino 400. Rich, I picked first because, or no, I picked first because I got yeah. both the wins. You, uh, both my you guys got won. more points last week at Bristol. So I so am going to take Martin Truex Jr. as my playoff driver. Rich, who you got? I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney of Team Penske. Okay. And Dad and or Joe, uh, who is your playoff contender to win the race? The hometown boy is my pick, Kyle Busch. Okay, I'm sorry for that. But the good news is, for those fans that don't like Kyle Busch, anytime people pick Kyle Busch on this show, he tends to have a bad day. So hopefully (laughs) that streak continues. As a non-playoff driver, I picked Kurt Busch. Rich, who did you get? I'm going to go with Austin Dillon. And because my dad is not a regular on the show, he is not held to pick someone different than any of us. Who are you picking for your non-playoff driver? I think Kurt's going to be torqued off enough about falling out of the playoffs that he's going to show everybody and he'll come back and win it. Okay. So again, for playoff drivers, Rich picked Ryan Blaney. I picked Martin Truex Jr. And Joe picked Kyle Busch. Non-playoff drivers, Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch, and Kurt Busch. Rich, you got anything else? I do. So I kind of want to talk about a little bit of the the feud between that happened. Yeah. And the words that were exchanged between uh, old Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott. Yeah. At the end of the Bristol race, they, um, they had a little bit of an argument. It seemed like Harvick was going for the win to pass yep. Elliott's teammate of, of um, Kyle Larson for the win, battling for the win. And Chase Elliott, it appears blocked him so that he wouldn't get past and go a lap down and that ultimately ended up deciding the race and that's how harvick got second instead of maybe passing for the win is that good is that good is that elliot maybe being a good teammate making sure that if he can't win the race at least one of his teammates is going to win or is it a combination of that that's just good racing you don't want to go down a lap Um, or or something else so it's it's hard because they don't lose points for uh, for going down a lap. You don't lose points anymore. It used to be back when when Dad and I started watching NASCAR in the late '90s. I mean, I I remember watching the 500 in the early '90s, but watching in the '90s, you would lose point. You would your your points would go down if you were a lap or more down. Now that's not the case, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so, what's the deal? I think it's. I mean, I don't think it's. You don't want to go a lap down, and it's not unusual to race harder to stay on the lead lap. But to block in a way that keeps your roommate from being able to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. Harvick wasn't in the lead at that time, was he? I, th- I thought he was... He was in the lead. He was in the lead. He was in the lead. He was pa- passing for putting a guy lap down, and the block made him slow down enough to, lo- to lose second. Wow. Yeah, to where he lost the lead Yeah. because cause Elliot was choosing to block and stay on the lead lap. Yeah. So... I think Kyle Larson to pass for the lead. I mean, I think and it's, he never gave it up after he got it. I think it's good teammen, teammanship as well. Uh, if I as a teammate, that's what you want to do. We see, so it's it's unusual for us to see in NASCAR. That is not a that's team racing is not as much of an emphasis in NASCAR as like Formula One, where they legitimately have 
a guy come into the pits so that when he when the leaders are coming by he comes like the the teammate positions himself so that he ends up blocking somebody to help his teammate out like that's a regular thing in formula one team it's formula one is more about the team standings than it is about a person standing and so um it's much more of a big deal it happening in nascar does not surprise me um and i'm not i as a guy who likes kevin harvick i think that i would be upset a little bit um shout out to solomon's wife Lacey. that's her that's her that's her favorite driver she's kevin harvick fan has been for years and if i were her i i mean i can only imagine how upset she'd be so what's your thoughts I'm I'm just surprised at the reaction. Uh, I, I'm surprised that that Harvick, being a mature guy, flew off the handle so so significantly. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, he's had a frustrating year. I think this would have been his first win. Yeah. Of the year. Yeah, he's winless. That's not normal for him. He's used to having wins, so he's sitting here like. I'm going to get my win to get this monkey off my back. Fifteen years ago, Harvick would have punched him. Yeah. He didn't throw a punch. Yeah, he didn't throw a punch, people. So I, I'm actually okay with the reaction. I really am. Rich, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm okay with the reaction too. I mean, because he finished second, obviously he was moving to the next round of the playoffs automatically, but a win could have gotten some, some extra points in the standings in the playoffs with, yep. and maybe he's not in the 12th position. Maybe he's above the cut line to make it into the next round yeah. just on points allowed before you have these next three races. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. I think Harvick was in the right on this one and I stand by it. Um, so anything else, anybody else got anything before we leave the NASCAR corner? I'm, I'm just glad to see that they're at a real NASCAR racetrack this week. I'm, I'm not a fan of the uh, uh, road courses and and the, the the putting the short tracks in the playoffs. I I, I think again. It, it's, no, I think I, NASCAR was built on short tracks to begin with, and then they added in the super speedways. The Martin, lower series no, was built on the dirt tracks. And uh, such, the lowers but, were, but. NASCAR in general, the super speedways were the extra, the the outliers for 50 years. Well, that's why I'm glad we're at a mile and a half track. But mile and a half, Charlotte was the only one for a long time. And then they made all of these mile and a half racetracks. That was a product of the, of the late 90s, early 2000s. We were going to places like Dover and Martinsville and uh, Bristol. Regular, like Those were the norm. But even Dover at a mile is is a much bigger track. It there, is. There, there's more racing going on than cornering, and and and, and it's it's more about the equipment. But at again, those bigger tracks. but again, I think short tracks are a staple of NASCAR. I can agree with the road courses. I think that the road courses seem a little, uh, un, especially the roval mindset. I don't like roval mindsets. We yes, one of one or two of them a year maybe, but having three of them in one year, we don't need that. It's nice to go visit, you know, Watkins Glen and yeah. and, and uh, Sonoma and, and, and those places. Yeah, uh, but do that once a year and and, and don't take uh, don't take the race cars away from their base. But you you're a big you. So little history. Joe came into NASCAR. He was he. You have to admit it. You kind of rose your nose and and looked down on NASCAR for most of the 90s. The late 90s, you started coming into it. Yeah. And that was when mile-and-a-halves were the big thing. You came into it in the mile-and-a-half world. Yeah. I've been a fan since the early 90s and remember watching races before that with Mom, and you used to make fun of us for it. And so 
now that you're a fan of NASCAR, you came in in the in the mile and a half era, and so I understand why you why your concept is that way. I just disagree. Um, but this has been the NASCAR corner presented by Trip. No, Rich has. You, you got something else? I do. I I, okay. I got to give a rebuttal to that. I mean, okay. I think that. I mean. I kind of agree with you, Mike. I think if it's going to be a playoff driver, if you're going to have the playoffs, I think you need a mix of super speedways, mile and a half, intermediate tracks, short tracks on the circuit to kind of but, give a variety to show who who is the best driver in a playoff series. Yeah. But I agree with you. I, you don't, I, I don't like the Charlotte Roval being on the playoffs because you're taking a, a track that's usually used in an oval layout and turning it into a road course. Yep. Where if you're going to put a road course in the playoffs, I would go to a track that's specifically designed as a road course, yep. like like a Watkins Glen or a Sonoma, or even going out and bringing maybe even bringing in a Road America or 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 Coda, not yep. not a track that's been turned into a road course. Great point. Great point. So, and with that. This has been the NASCAR Corner, presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Check them out in Moline, Illinois, for all your sports memorabilia needs, or online at their eBay store. This is not a paid sponsorship, so no eBay, you can't get mad at me. Or YouTube, you can't get mad at me. So, okay. This week, we're off of the NASCAR Corners and heading to the NFL. So, this week's pickums. Rich. All right. So week two. Week two, Mike. Um, Midget Nation player, Midget Nation. That's uh, that's Jr. That's right. That's probably going to be Jr. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jr. Uh, for week two. He was he picked up eleven points. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, Mike, I had 10 points, and you had 9 points this week. Yeah. D's picks and Dupo didn't make any picks this week, so they're at zero. Come on, guys. But it is not too late to continue to join, uh, as we are only two weeks in. There are many more games to come, more mm -hmm. games to come than have been played. Uh, so you could easily this week uh, pass D's picks. And Dupo, if you pick a good, if you pick a good solid week, you could easily pass those two up and uh, be in contention for uh, a top three, even. So, okay. Uh, and uh, this week, Rich, the Bears are playing at home against the Bengals. I thought or it was they did play. I'm Mike, sorry. That is week two. That's we week... got to recap week yeah, two. We got to recap so week, week two. So week two, Mike, the Bears beat the Bengals 20 to 17, improving my mark with picking Bears games to two and zero. Oh. Mike, you're at one and one, which is also the same record as the Chicago Bears. Okay, so let's be honest. The Bears, I mean, they. I will say they got lucky that uh, Andy Dalton got knocked out. Really? Okay. Yeah. Justin Fields is a better quarterback. We knew that he was. But now they're being forced to play him. I actually think they should have brought in Nick Foles, and I think they should continue to play Nick Foles. Uh, let Justin Fields truly uh, sit sit down and learn the game, not be brought in for trick plays and or now that he's uh, technically the backup starter, but playing this week. Yeah, I mean, by all means, the defense won that game for him, forcing three turnovers yeah. out of Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow didn't stop throwing the ball. They didn't adjust their game plan after he threw three straight interceptions. Yeah, yeah. Three they plays, still, three interceptions. They still were throwing the ball, didn't adjust their – didn't adjust. So yep. they it was a good win for the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think – I think – and I said it – I've said it all year – uh, heading into it, I think Justin Fields makes the team a better team, but I think he needed. I think he still probably needs some time, uh, and and hopefully a good draft of 
on a great offensive line in order to uh, keep him safe next year. But I doubt that'll happen. But is is he a real NFL quarterback? Yes. Uh, we we've had so is, many of these gimmicky quarterbacks come along is, and get hurt. Is and, Patrick Mahomes a real NFL quarterback? Yes, Patrick Mahomes could sit back and throw for 400 yards. I don't know that Fields can. I I, I see Fields more as a poor man's Lamar Jackson, who's not going to throw for more than 200 yards, and I don't think he's going to get 100 yards rushing. But the Ravens still win, despite that, maybe, that he's not a traditional pocket passer. But Dad's saying that he's a better, that he's a better, that Justin Fields is not as good of a, non-traditional quarterback right as as uh lamar jackson is i would say okay i would say they are different in their talents um i do not disagree that i think that fields is not as good in a non-traditional sense but i think he actually is i think he's a better traditional quarterback than lamar jackson really yes mm-hmm. i think i don't he know has, about that one I think at least not yet. Yeah. I don't know about I don't know if you can say he's a better traditional more of a pocket passer than than Lamar Jackson. And we'll get to find out what type of quarterback he is yep. with having a full week to maybe game plan and yep. put an offense in place for him and not an offensive game plan with Andy Dalton in mind. So but more on that next week. Locks of the week, Mike, how do we do? So Rich, you uh had the Cardinals lot over the Vikings, the luckiest of locks I've ever seen, winning 34-33 to 33 over the Vikings. Uh, man, last-minute kick that cost my, me an upset for the week. Uh, it's but, still a win. A win's a win. You're right. A win is a win. My lock of the week, Tampa Bay over Atlanta, 48-25. to 25. That's what a lock should look like. It should. We, you are you – are totally correct but i picked the cardinals as a lock because of how well they played against tennessee and they did not look good against the vikings uh but we are both sitting at two and oh for our locks of the week upsets of the week rich you picked the eagles over the 49ers unfortunately they lost by six points uh with a score of 11 to 17 in favor of the 49ers. Uh, and then I went and picked opposite of your lock for an upset and picked the Vikings over Arizona in a last minute kick. I feel so like legitimately could the Vikings pick any worse for a kicker in a clutch moment. This has been their history. Vikings fan. I feel bad for you. If you have a chip shot, this was a this was a basically a field goal. By the way, he missed a field goal earlier in the extra game, point. or an extra point. <laughs> he f- missed an extra point earlier in the game, and then he kicks basically the same distance and shanks it. You were just trying to score points with your father-in-law by picking no, them. No, I wasn't. I really did think that they were a better team than Arizona. I think they played a better game than Arizona. They just got a kicker that sucks. I mean, didn't the didn't the Vikings broadcasters think it was good? It's good. It's good. Oh wait, no. It, yeah. If you missed. Yeah, I it can't was, believe it's happening again. It was terrible. Uh, Thursday night football, uh, Panthers at Texans. I picked the Texans because I thought they looked good the first couple weeks of the game of the the season, and lo and behold. They showed up and showed everybody why they are the Texans. Losing 24-9, to Rich, your pick of the Panthers, makes you 3-0 and on Thursday Night Football. I'm sitting at 2-1. and It was a tough pick picking the, uh, the Texans with Tyrod Taylor being out. I thought they could still do it. So. He wasn't ruled out until after we yeah. did our show. It was, yeah, oh. it was after the show. So, Okay, uh, week three, Rich. Browns, Bears, who you picking? It's not a confident pick, but I I said before the season started that I thought the Bears could make those eight wins and beat the over of seven and a half, so I'm going to give them a win this week. Wow. Uh, Rich, they are in uh, Cleveland. Does that change your perspective at all? Nah, whatever. 
Yeah. History is going to be made as a Bears rookie quarterback has never won a road game as their first career start. I don't Why think... not Justin Fields making a return to the great state of Ohio? I think the, the win. I think the Browns are going to win this game. Uh, Dad, what do you think? I think it's going to be the Browns comfortably. Uh, the, the Bears' defense will keep them in the game, but I, I don't think they're going to get, generate enough offense to win. Okay. Okay. Lots. Well, before I move on, though, yeah. what's one thing the Browns do really well? Screw up? Yeah. No, I was looking for they run the football. They do. What's one thing the Bears do well? Stop the run of the football. That's so true. So going to put the game in their hands of Baker Mayfield to make plays as a passer. But, I, but Baker Mayfield can that, do that. I thought they were saying that, that Odell Beckham was going to be back this week. Yeah, but Odell is more of a problem than a than a help for that team. But he'll stretch it's the field first. out and keep the Bears from being able to put nine in the box. But he'll it's his first game back from injury. Yes. And he'll stretch the field out, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll be – he is not the superstar we all thought he was when he made a one-handed grab to in the Super Bowl. Like that's, that's true. He he's not an elite receiver, I would even say. Yeah, he hasn't been the same since he went full diva and yeah got yeah. his way out of New York. Yep, because so. he didn't want to be with the Giants anymore. Um, but but, Mike, lock, but you are counting on our secondary to be able to stop him. So that's I know it, our secondary is is very questionable. It's wishful thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm wishful thinking, and I'm being optimistic, so I'm going to pick the Bears. Okay. So, Mike, lock of the week. It is an odd, it's an odd week, so you have yep. you have the honors of picking the matchups first. So uh, I am picking the Bills against the Washington football team as my lock of the week. I like that as a little pick. Um, I'm going to go with a much safer lock of the week after getting a little bit of a scare last week. And I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos over the New York Jets. Okay. Joe? I want to go prime time. I, I think the Cowboys are a much better team than a one-on-one record. And I don't think the Eagles are near as good a team as their one-on-one record. So I think the Cowboys are... By the way, folks, this is coming from the guy who his least favorite team in the NFL is... The Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> like, legitimately, his least favorite team is the Cowboys. But he is picking the Cowboys this week. So, uh, it is in the book. We'll let you know how we did next week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go way out on a limb. I'm going to say they're going to win by three touchdowns. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know that we'll I would put, put that it... in the outline. We'll, we'll put that. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to put it in there. See how your prediction comes. I have three touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. This week's right, upset Mike. alert of the week. The upset special Atlanta over the New York football Giants. Um, I don't know if I like that one, that one, Mike, as Atlanta just doesn't seem to be playing defense and being able to slow anybody down. And Yeah, but they have to slow down Danny Dimebag. True. You could... You and I could slow down Danny Dimebag. Come on now. All right. I wouldn't have gone that way. I'm picking the New York football giants to win that game. Okay. All right. So my upset. Yeah. My upset. um, I'm going to go with the LA Rams over the Buccaneers with the game being in LA and Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay's offense just sort of clicking right now. I, I like, I love Matthew Stafford. That guy is, I, I have said it since we've started this show. The one fact that people always forget, the year that Drew Brees set the single-season record for yards passing, you know that? did you know that two people officially broke the, the old record? And do you know who that second person was? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. I, I think the Rams are going to get in the playoffs and win a playoff game, but I, that Buccaneer team is just a machine right now. Yeah, I think yeah, they have some holes, and I think, I think that the Rams will be able to take advantage of it. Really? They, yeah. The Rams have, I would say, at least the number two, top three defense in the league. They have one of the top three defenses in the league. But 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 the surprising thing about Brady this year is how much faster he is getting the ball out. So I don't. I think he's going to neutralize Aaron Donald. Uh, yeah, but their secondary is great. 
So the Rams are a, a much better team. I like the pick, Rich. Didn't pick that way, but I like the pick. It's a great, it's a great okay. upset pick. Dad, your upset pick of the week. I think the Saints are going to beat the Patriots in Foxborough. I, I actually, I think Ooh. that's a pretty decent pick too. Um, okay. Jameis Winston's been inconsistent enough that his in, it's going to be his inconsistent good week, and 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 he's going to have some success. I, I, I'm not a fan of rookie quarterbacks. I, I don't like throwing rookie quarterbacks straight to the wolves, and I don't know that Mac Jones can uh, hold his own. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Saints play good defense, too. But, I mean, Bill Belichick is good about taking away the one thing, at least taking away that one player and game-planning him out of the out of the script out of the strip so i mean if they want to get the run game involved by the way i need to alvin, correct you alvin Kamara involved you he's probably going to be the the uh the player that belichick is going to yes team against. agreed i'm going to correct you real quick uh his name is mccorkle jones oh, oh. <laughs> so let's refer to him as such it's actually michael mccorkle jones so we will refer if he wants to go by his middle name. We will refer to him by his middle name, McCorkle Jones. Not gonna. I don't think he's gonna. That's do not that a race. football name. No, that's it's not. That's Mac the guy is gets, much better. McCorkle's the guy that gets beat up by the football team. <laughs> yeah, gets stuffed <laughs> in a locker. <laughs> so this week's Thursday night football, Bengals Jaguars. Yawn. Is is uh, Urban Meyer gonna make it through this entire game without either a having a heart attack or b just putting handing his clipboard off to someone else and going out to USC to take that job? I don't know with how poorly he's acquitted himself so far coaching men that USC, which is generally been a progressive offensive team i don't know that uh, uh he, he can coach a, a usc anymore uh people have said that about him in the multiple places he's gone people said that they weren't because he had retired once and then went to to ohio state and people thought he couldn't t- handle ohio state and what'd he do he showed up i i think he he can he's great in college because he know he can turn over a team in a in a year you can't do that in the nfl so rich who you got Bengals. joe who you got Bengals. that makes three of us Bengals are gonna win that game jaguars are gonna lose and i pray that we don't have urban myers laying dead on the field because he had a heart attack um okay I also hope that Khan doesn't come down and kick his butt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, that's folks. True. Shane Khan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are at that part of the show where Rich and I give our power rankings. This week we are adding some new numbers to our power rankings. Uh, we are using the ELO method to uh, determine the ranking of our, uh, of our teams. Uh, this ranking will be brought into uh, the... Uh, our actual power rankings very soon. So Rich and I will give you our eye test, and Dad, you will be giving us our uh, the ELO ranking, and I will give our official power rankings as they sit. Sound like a plan, everybody? Go for yes, it. sir. Okay. Rich, do you have yours written down so I can uh, sort this out in a little bit different way? Um, if not, we can leave it on. We're fine. We're fine. We'll leave it this way. Okay. First okay. place. Um, I think everybody has the same thing. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I put the Buccaneers as well. And I do have it written down. So you can, you can sort by the power rankings if you want to put them Perfect. in that order instead. Um, so yeah, I went with the Buccaneers as well. Um, the Chiefs, the Chiefs lost, so that's why I kind of had to move them down, and the Bucks won. Okay, and uh, our power rankings also have them in first place. And how does our ELO standings sit? Same thing, the, the Bucks ahead of the Chiefs. Okay, so yeah. he just gave us the number two for the ELO rankings. Rich, your number two, please. I went with the LA Rams. I, too, went with the LA Rams. Uh, our power rankings 
I, I, our power rankings actually have the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh. Yeah. I, I just did some. It's the way our math worked. ELO really doesn't like the Cardinals. We'll get to that in a second. Um, what, what? Who does the ELO have at number two, Joe? Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs. I'm a, they're, they're not far off. I put them in the number three hole in the in my uh, power rankings. I too put them in the number three hole. Uh, the power. Our power rankings have the San Francisco 49ers actually tied for second place. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So. All right. The number three team in the ELO. Uh, is the Bills. Okay. Um, okay. Not a bad spot for the Bills. Number four. Uh, I have the San Francisco 49ers. I went with the Arizona Cardinals. And ELO picks the Rams. Okay. that's I, Again, not a terrible spot. Um, and Ooh. our power rankings actually have number four as the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. Mm. I don't, I don't know I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure our, our power rankings math is doing well. I'm, I'm starting to question it. Um, All right, Mike. Number five for you. Number five, the Arizona Cardinals. I went with the 49ers. Okay. So does ELO. 49ers, okay. okay. Um, I'm not even going to give the power rankings anymore because I don't – I think I the math got screwed up somewhere. So we'll just do this. And, okay, number six, I have the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. I'm a I Packer fan, and Seattle. I can't put them that high. Yeah, I couldn't put the Packers that high either um, after that week one performance. So I went with the Seattle Seahawks, who I was trying to almost when I was rethinking how I ranked things looking back uh, on Tuesday versus today. I'm trying to kind of question why I put them that high. But I stuck with it and didn't didn't make any changes before going on air today. So I stuck with the Seahawks at number six. And number six for the ELO. A team we haven't talked about in the rankings yet the ravens okay we'll get to them short shortly maybe i don't know um i have uh we're at number six seven or seven Um, seven. number seven that's where i put the seattle seahawks by the way so i was i'm not upset with your pick there rich I, i think that's a decent spot okay um my number seven team i went with the buffalo bills and yellow's got the seahawks also at number seven okay Number eight, the Los Angeles Chargers. I went with the Vegas Raiders here at number eight. Okay. That's not a bad pick. ELO likes the Browns at number eight, and I'm not sure about that. I actually like that as a, as a good, decent spot. Number nine, your Buffalo Bills. All right. I went with the Baltimore Ravens. They had to move up after getting that upset win over the Chiefs. So yeah. they were rewarded with the top getting into the – getting into my top 10 after having a close loss against those Raiders. I have the Ravens way down. I actually have the Ravens at 18. I think I messed that up because I have, apparently have two teams at 18 as well. So that, that That's a discussion for later, Mike, because yeah. that, that's when maybe we talk about maybe biggest differences. Yeah. Um, who did the ELO put at number nine, Joe? I'm not sure I buy this. The record is gaudy, but I don't think they're that strong a team. Denver Broncos. I, I think the Denver Broncos are a good team. I think that's I think that's an okay pick. I think they're two and zero only because it's early in the season. They haven't seen anybody. I think they I think they are a great team uh, to to look for upsets this year. They look right, for them Mike, for so a lot of your upsets. Round out, round out in the top ten. Who do you got? Nolan Saints. The New Orleans Saints. This is where I put the Packers. Okay. So does the L O. themselves. Yeah, they redeemed themselves with that win against the Lions. For me, it's kind of hard to have the Saints up at number ten, in my opinion, because I just I, to me, it seems like you had a great game against the Packers, and then you kind of fell back down to earth against the Panthers. So I, it'll be, you got to see what they do in Week Three, I guess. Okay, I'm, I'm the same way with the, with the Packers. They had a Matador defense, and uh, I I don't know that they're worthy of a top ten ranking now we move to 28th we're doing our bottom five so at 28 rich who do you got i put the atlanta falcons okay i put the jacksonville jaguars oh you were kind yeah 
Yellow likes the, uh, or doesn't like the Falcons either at 28. At 29, Rich, who do you have? I put the New York Football Giants. I put the Houston Texans. And Yellow has the Lions. Okay. Okay. At 30, I have the New York Jets. I went with the Detroit Lions. Okay. And Yellow agrees that Jets are solid 30. At 31, I have the Detroit Lions. I went with the Jaguars down at number 31. I I think that's kind. So did ELO. (laughs) Who does ELO have at 31? Jags. Oh, okay. Um, And at 32, I have the New York Football Giants. I went with the New York Jets at 32. And I don't see this, but ELO has the Texans at 32. Even though they won already, I don't. I, I they're a garbage yeah. team. The Jets just look. The Jets look terrible against the against the Patriots, though. But again, I think that. I mean, if you look, there's only one team that I have in the d- bottom five that you don't, Rich, and there's only one team you have in the bottom five that I don't. And by the way, we both have those teams at 27. I have the Atlanta Falcons at 27. You have the Houston Texans at 27. So yeah. they're all they're both all of the teams we have are the bottom six teams. Yeah. By the way, y- you all think that Rich and I are just two guys talking, which generally that's what we are. The ELO is a very scientific method of figuring these things out. Uh, if you look, they actually have game predictors that will tell you uh, that will tell you exactly like who they think is going to win rich and i's power rankings line up better with that than uh, a lot of things out there so great to see um great to see those elo scores uh matching up as closely as they do at times with you and i rich just makes me feel better in life so all right all right, so Mike, before we get into maybe looking at teams, kind of comparing our eye test to look at the teams that have the biggest gaps where we have them ranked, where do you have the Chicago Bears? Uh, I just I just moved him. Sorry, uh, I went to a different thing real quick. Uh, the Chicago Bears, the Bears. I have them at twenty six. I have them at 25, so we're in the same neighborhood. And the yellow says 25 also. Yeah, I, it's... I think that's a very fair ranking. It's a garbage... By the way, again, look at us being right on the money about how terrible our our favorite team is. Right on the money about how terrible they are, matching up with the science. That's why I can't see them holding their own against the Browns. I totally agree. Um, okay. Right, Mike. Biggest gaps... We kind of talked about the cow- our differences in how we ranked the Cowboys yeah. last week, so we won't, we won't talk about the Cowboys. But I, uh, I, I will say I, I am dis- I thought I put the Cowboys up a lot higher than I did. Um, I, I mean they were they were like twenty five for me last week, so this week yeah. being at the twenty gap's is closing. Yes, the gap's closing as now it's just a twelve to twenty. Yes, gap and only an eight only an eighteen gap yes. between now. So kind of the two teams that stick out to me is where there's a big difference. The Vegas Raiders, I put them at 8. You put them at 16. Yep. And the Baltimore Ravens, I put them at 9. You put them at 18. Yeah. Um, on paper. I, uh, on how you rank them on Monday or Tuesday when, when you put in your numbers. Yeah. Um, so the Raiders, I just don't trust John Gruden still. Okay. I, I understand there are plenty of people out there that are going to say, trust the process. I get that. It's also hard to uh, forget about 800 yards passing in two games. Yeah, I, I just I can't do it yet. Uh, that's that's the first thing. I think they're better than than 16. I just I, something about it just to me doesn't doesn't sit well. Uh, the okay. Baltimore Ravens. Again, I the way they looked the first week. They lost a close game to the Raiders, who then in turn to to the Raiders. 
And I and I, they yeah. went in, and the Raiders went cross country to Pittsburgh. Yep. And then got another win. Yeah, but so I think that's why I put a them in my top as well. That's who. That's how. That's why I put the Raiders into the top under the um, into the top ten. I mean, a win over Miami, and depending on how the other teams do below them, could get them moved down. As I, I liked what the Bravens have done better, but it's hard for me to put to put the Ravens above the Raiders because, well, the Raiders beat the Ravens. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so what's a what's a big gummer gap that jumps out to you, Mike? Besides the Dallas, Baltimore, and then Vegas. Uh, I mean, I don't think we actually have that many that are that far off. Um, the one real surprise I see in the ELO rankings, yeah, is yeah. Panthers at seventeen. Wow, they're below the middle, even though they're three and zero. Yeah, but it's the Panthers, and I have them at twenty three. Rich, you you have them at nineteen. You're on the Patriots, is who you are, you're highlighting, Rich. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah I put the I put them at nineteen. They they've still got a good record. Yeah. We'll see what happens when they as they play tougher teams. Yeah. But that defense though is awful strong, and defense will win you games like the Bears can prove that uh, yeah that you really shouldn't be in yeah they mean they're gonna see i mean if anything i mean it's proven that maybe adam gase was the problem on why sam darnold was never successful in uh in east rutherford and in jersey i suppose and... rich i'm gonna question you on this one okay the saints or as yeah. you apparently like them the Aints. yeah that that was a tough that was a tough loss for me, and that's what drove them down the rankings. I know I put the same. It was a tough loss. They dis- it was. They destroyed the Green Bay Packers. The Packers played like it was a fourth preseason game, though. They just weren't even there. Yeah, but still something to, to wonder about. Okay. So, Mike, you always tend to go with, all right, if you played, if the two teams played head-to-head, who would win? Okay. So, would you take, would the Steelers beat the Saints? Yes. Absolutely. Would the Chargers beat the Saints? Yes. Yeah. Would the Cowboys beat the Saints? Yes. Uh... Yeah, they would. Okay, okay, okay. I that that I think is okay. a I think that is a pick'em <laughs> game. I think if you if if we're if we want to go on uh guess the line, uh that is a pick'em game. That is it, it, at a neutral site that is a hundred percent a pick'em game. You okay. no okay. you can't count on Winston though. Winston Winston's just too darn inconsistent. He may pull it out for you, but uh, to bet on him. To answer your question, Rich, yes, the Browns yeah. would, would win. Yes, Browns, I. Oh, you have all of those teams that you said, yeah, on a neutral site game and comparing who would win in a head to head matchup, you have all those teams ranked below the New Orleans Saints. Uh, by I the... have those same teams moved above. And of course, I have the Packers in a rematch. Yeah, I think the Packers in a rematch. I have the Packers in a rematch. But. Yeah. I, I, so I I tried to use your logic of you did. needing you, to kind of break a tie. Yep. Who would win head to head if those two teams but, maybe played on a neutral ground or but, they played? But again, that statement other. is at a on a tie. If it if I if my rankings if I'm looking at two teams and I'm trying to decide who's going like it's a coin flip okay. for me, then I would go on a who who wins head to head. That is not always the case because I think. Honestly, I think any of our bottom five could lose to any of the other bottom five. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, those are such dumpster fires that there's no great way to do that one. But I I will concede to your point that, yes, they are, your, your statements are accurate and you're using my logic against me. And I will concede that according to my normal, if it's a tie, it goes to the team that would win in a head-to-head. But I think that the Saints are a better team, if nothing more, the man in charge. Yeah. yeah. I, I just the, guy, the man in charge is 
can and and he'll figure out a way to make it work. So, okay. Um, Rich, anything else in the NFL rankings before we go into our shout outs of the day? Um, not really. I mean, I thought that there weren't too many big gaps besides the teams that we kind of touched on. Yep. Um, anybody maybe below the 20th, maybe anybody below the top 20 in your opinion, that could, that could start moving up, moving up in the rankings. Um, Depending on maybe how they play in week three. I mean, I, I will say the Cowboys. The Cowboys genuinely deserve to be in the top 15. But again, it's the Cowboys, and I have a hard time putting them there right now. Uh, if they show up this week and look good, they probably end up in the top 15 for me. Um, pro- I would look for them to be big movers. Um, but on the converse, if the, if the Philadelphia Eagles show up and win, look for the Eagles to jump up a couple spots maybe getting out of that okay. that 20 um uh again with the nfl uh, with the nfc least you kind of have to look at uh who is um who's going to win that division the, the, my my ultimate with the nfl uh, the nfc least is who's going to win that division they're the highest ranked player uh i still think that the the cowboys have that division handled um but overall, I think they're all garbage. ELO has the right. the Cowboys at least ten above any other NFL East team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't blame them for that. Um, and then I would. Uh, so in our in my personal rankings, um, I think if the Cowboys show up and or if the if the Bears show up this week and have a really good game tomorrow. Very well, they could. I mean, if they show up and, and they are a team that looks to be formidable, yes, they could move up and, and get out of the, the the above the twenty mark. Yeah, I, I can see the Bears for me as well. The other team, uh, the Bengals. There's okay. a pretty big gap between where you have the Bengals and where I have the Bengals. Yeah. You have them at thirteen. I got them at twenty-two. Yeah. So the Bengals has them tied at twenty-six. The Bears and the. No, the Bengals are alone at twenty six, just oh. ahead of the Bears. The Bears are twenty five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think... mean, if the Bengals can go into Pittsburgh and pull off an upset based on our Yahoo rankings, Yahoo Pick'em spread, um, they could see themselves move up, maybe maybe a little bit closer to where you have them ranked up in the yep. high teens. Okay, the team that I see that, that could be a surprise getting out of the the twenties, and it's very conditional, is. The Colts at twenty three, depending upon Carson Wentz's yeah. ankles. Uh, yeah, he's he's yeah, been so much. fragile his whole career that you can't count on him. That's a very good call. The they they are a they are the essential team that is one quarterback away. And by the way, they've been that for the last two years. In in my opinion, you have one more year. You have one more year where your team. They generally say your window in the NFL is four years for a team to stay together and be solid enough to do something. They wasted one last year. They look like they're wasting this year. Are they going to are they going to make something of this great team they put together minus a quarterback? I thought, the, I thought they made the playoffs last year with Old Man Rivers. They did. But again, but, I they're, think that, they're, but they were paying a quarterback that was on borrowed time. They right. knew he was going to be done at the end of the year. And we all know, like, we all, they are a better team than Phillip Rivers, I would say, even. Phillip Rivers you know. was good enough to get them to the playoffs. But I thought, I think if they had, if they had Andrew Luck as Andrew Luck at, at his prime, they would be in conversations for the, the championship game. Are they better with Carson Wentz than they were with Philip Rivers? No. Rich? Yeah, I, I like Old Man Rivers too. I agree. So, again, they need they are the essential team that they need something next year. Otherwise, I don't know that they – next year and the year after, they start going downhill. Because they, they're not going to be able to keep it together. Because they're going to they're gonna have their – 
Guys say, if I'm not winning a championship, I'm not resigning. See ya. I know we have a great thing here. A lot of, they've still got a lot of good players on rookie deals. That's true. And the guys that, and the guys that they but and those, their veteran leaders are locked in, are locked into long-term deals. But so those rookie deals start coming. I mean, the rookie deals last four or five years. So a lot of those started a, a year and a half ago, two years ago. So we're getting to that point where we're heading to being at that point that it's that they are going to start losing these guys. That's where we're at. So, okay. We have two comment shout outs. Ooh, a first time. I don't think we've both ever for the same person. Though. Our show. We've oh, had two comments. Well. Yeah. Bob Driscoll says McCorkle. Didn't he play plays in the, in a leather helmet? Yeah. McCorkle, the type of <laughs> the name sounds like somebody that would, should be playing back in the, the 20s and the 40s or the 20s through the 40s when they were playing with leather leather helmets and then uh he agreed with your joke dad uh as we talk about the elo rankings the electric light orchestra rankings <laughs> i understand i didn't name it it's the name of it's the name of the the ranking system uh created years ago rich any personal shout outs today before we uh take off I do. Yeah. Uh, I got two birthday wishes to shout out from earlier this week. Um, my father-in-law, Ron, um, his birthday was on Thursday. And the next day was my brother's birthday. Okay. Josh. Well, happy birthday to both of them. And uh, my special shout out is to Bethany and Tyler. Bethany Phillips and Tyler Allen getting married today. Soon to be Bethany and Ty- or Tyler and Bethany Allen. In about uh, four hours, four hours, five hours. Yeah. So, folks, thanks for joining us this week. We got to get going uh, longer than we we should have gone. But uh, great conversation. Joe, thanks for joining us this week. And I will ask you, Rich, do you have anything else before I ask Dad the, the question? Um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure to hit the, uh, the like and the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Um, on the podcast, make sure to um, give us a good rating. Yeah, if you're liking what you're uh, liking what you're hearing so far, and subscribe so you know when our new episodes get posted. Yep. Uh, to the various podcast sites, and as always, if you're watching us on Facebook and you want to be a part of the conversation and get a shout out, make sure to uh, watch. Um, Join us comment. live if yeah. it's appropriate. Yep. If it's appropriate, we'll read it on air, just like we did for Mr. Driscoll, and. Um, as well as like our Facebook page and fans of Balls and Sticks page so you can know when we go live each week. Yep. Folks, thanks for joining us. Dad, do you know what it's time for? (laughs) You have to say roll the outro in a way that, in a fun way. Roll the outro. (laughs) A weird way to do it. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.